Thank you for joining me today as we go through uh, what I'm calling a social media primer uh, for churches. Now, back maybe 20, 30 years ago, churches would spend money to get into the yellow pages. Um, that is how most churches were found when someone was coming into a new town and looking for where to go. Um, the times have changed. People don't use the yellow pages um, I'd be hard-pressed to find one among my peers. And so what we have instead is uh, websites and social media. Now, social media is free advertising. In the same way that you would advertise your church and let people know that you exist, on the yellow pages, you can now use social media to do the exact same thing. Um, most people will visit your website before they even uh, take a step in your church. So in light of all of those things, the question now remains, how is your church using social media if they are using social media? Now, the big three in the social media game are Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, if you don't have any of those three, uh, you're really missing out on a free opportunity to let the community around you know that you exist and that you're there to teach the Bible uh, to them. So let's start by looking at Instagram and, and what it does. Instagram is picture-based. Um, you can't share links on Instagram. And its demographic is about um, upper 20s to about early 40s. Uh, it, it, is, it is that age demographic that uses Instagram predominantly. Um, now, with Instagram... Uh, you have a couple of different ways that you can go about using it. Uh, certainly, you'll want to take advantage of the Instagram for Business profile. It'll allow you to do things such as uh, pay for advertisement, um, as well as link to your Facebook uh, business page. Doing those things really help uh, manage those two social media platforms. Uh, now, let's take a quick uh look at Facebook. Facebook is predominantly used by uh, 30 to 65 and over. Uh, it is being used less and less by younger people, um, but it still has a wide reach in what you're able to do. Facebook advertisement is also a wonderful tool um, for people to be able to see who you are in your area and really target a certain mile radius. Lastly, we have Twitter. And I think Twitter would have been dead if our president wasn't on Twitter. Uh, but yet it is not dead. It is used. It is used daily. Um, thinking back to the early uh, 2010s, uh, you saw Twitter as a really useful tool um, for change, particularly with the Arab Spring. And so as a church, how do we use this platform to get things done, to get the word out, uh, to communicate with those around us? Ultimately, these three tools um, are only as useful as you want them to be. If you don't invest in them, and I'm not talking about financially, I'm talking about with time and with effort, um, you're not going to get much return from them. So one of the things that I would recommend as you are considering using social media for your church is to look through and decide what type of things would you want to post. Uh, currently at Southern View Chapel, we've used our social media platforms, uh, particularly Instagram and Facebook, as a living bulletin. We remind people of what's happening and what's going on around the church. It's another touch for people to see. Uh, most people get the bulletin on Sunday morning if you still print one. Um, maybe they'll read their email and forget. And so having a reminder saying, hey, don't forget this is happening on this date um, has been really helpful to our church body. Now, other churches use it outwardly as a source to outreach to others, um, posting Bible verses, inviting the community to do things with them. Uh, that is a great uh, use of social media as well. Um, 
lastly, um, you could do nothing with social media. And, and I know that's a weird option to have, but it's, it's, it's a valid option. Uh, some people are genuinely opposed to social media. And so uh, you can make the conscious decision not to leverage that platform for your purposes. Um, and that's, that's totally okay. So you can have a, a Facebook page so that you can control um, the content that's on there and then decide not to put content up. Um, I would advise against that, but I respect uh, people's opinions and decisions regarding that, um, as similarly with Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, Twitter is a different animal altogether. Um, Twitter is really more about the bumper sticker slogan. Um, you can use it to remind people of things, but you also have to remember that not everybody checks their Twitter account. And when they do, they're usually looking up specific things or they're wanting to know specific information or who said what specifically, um, where there is a more natural algorithm where if you post something, eventually the people in your church will see it within a day or two in their um, news feeds in Facebook and Instagram. And so with, with Twitter, uh, one of the ways that you can use that is by sharing a Bible verse. Um, if you guys go through the Bible uh, as a church body, you can remind people by putting the passages that you're supposed to be reading that day to help encourage and remind that and cultivate that. If you feel as though... Um, your church needs to be vocal about certain things that are happening in the culture or in the community. You can certainly uh, post statements on there. Um, I don't necessarily advise that, but it's certainly an option that you have. Um, and so there's a lot of things that you can do on, on your social media platforms. And so there are some tools uh, that are available, and there are some rules and guidelines that you want to adhere to uh, to really maximize the reach of your posts. Uh, with Facebook, for example, uh, they are trying to reduce um, memes, and so if there's a lot of text on an image, they will not share that as much as a image of just one thing with no words on it. That doesn't mean that you can't put words on an image, um, there's just a balance between the amount of words and an actual image itself. Um, so what I would advise you to do is if you are going to put an image with text, try to limit it to the big headline portion of um, your announcement or what you're trying to uh, get across. Um, Try not to use fonts that are so big that they take over a majority of the image and make sure that you have ownership of that image. You can't just go to Google, pick an image, and then use it without permission. Um, now, some people would say that this is a gray area, uh, but for the most part, uh, try to use images that you've taken or that you've purchased or that you know are public domain and are free to be used. Uh, there are various websites, you just Google free images and, and they will come up and then you can search those catalogs if you're looking for something specific. Um, and that's true of even your PowerPoints and things that you put online. If you don't own them, technically you can't share them um, as your own without giving attribution. Uh, so the second thing is Picture dimension. Most people are looking at social media on their phones or tablets. They aren't, they aren't really using their desktops or laptops to browse social media. And so you want to cater to that. And so by using a 5-4 dimension um, or a square, you are using more real estate than if you did a landscape image. Um, so... A way to an easy way to remember that is when you're taking a picture of something, hold your phone up and down rather than side to side. Now, um, this is particularly true on 
Facebook and Instagram. Twitter, you actually can get away with having a more landscape image and, um, and being able to get away with that. Uh, now, if you are wanting to create graphics uh, to use for events or activities, one of the things that you can go to is called Canva. Uh, Canva is free, although you can have a paid subscription and it has presets um, and templates available that are um, more contemporary feeling uh, and yet are classy. Um, and you have a wide variety of things to pick from so that the uh, end products that you get look polished rather than uh, sloppily put together. Um, if you're trying to create something in Microsoft Word, for example, it will look like that where if you create it in Canva, it might look like you asked someone professional to make it for you. Um, and the more polished something is, the more eyes that it will catch um, and the easier it'll be to disseminate information or to grab people's attention. Within that same vein, uh, there's also a, uh, an app that you can use called Adobe Spark. Uh, Adobe Spark is free. It has a lot of templates that you can use. Uh, it has images that are available to you. Uh, the downside is, is that if you don't have the paid version, you'll have a little watermark on it that says Adobe Spark. Now, you can get the Adobe Suite through uh, TechSoup, which is an organization that helps nonprofits uh, get software and hardware at uh, reduced prices. Um, so you'll want to consider doing something like that. Um, now, if you were to have a, the Adobe uh, Creative Cloud Suite, not only would you have access to uh, Adobe Spark, but you'd also have access to Photoshop and Premiere, which are wonderful tools to use to create content, whether it be video with Premiere or pictures with Photoshop. Now, one of the things that I have found the most helpful, um, which is also free, but there's a paid version that's better, is called Grammarly. Now, Grammarly is not the only game in town, but it's certainly one of the more well-known things. Um, I don't know about you, but I find that when I'm typing and I'm typing fast, I usually have a lot of typos, um, and I'm not the best with commas. And so using an app like Grammarly allows you to polish your descriptions so when people are reading it, they're not confused by what you're trying to communicate and you have that polish so it doesn't seem like you're doing this as an afterthought, but rather you're being purposeful in your post with from the image and the, um, and the creation of the graphic that you have to the description uh, that accompanies that image and graphic and or graphic, I should say. Now, um, one of the things that we'll do toward the end of this is I'm going to show you how to uh, create an Instagram account, how to create a Twitter account, and how to create a Facebook business page for your church. Uh, ultimately, you want to make sure that these, these uh, social platforms point back to your church and not to you personally. Now, you can have your own personal one as well, um, but you want your church to have a footprint in these different social media platforms. So when people look you up, they are able to find you um, and see what you have to share. Another reason why is because if you don't do it and somebody disgruntled uh, decides to pretend to be you, um, you, you lose the ability to say, no, that's not me. Um, this is the real account. Um, or worse yet, you might not even be aware that someone's doing that um, and they could really uh, disparage your reputation. So let's get started by looking at how to sign up for Twitter. So you go to twitter.com if you're using a laptop um, or a desktop, um, or you can log in um, on your phone or tablet uh, by downloading the Twitter app uh, from either the Google Store or the App Store, depending on what device you're using. Um, and once you land on the page, you go to sign up. So one of the first things that it asks is for your name and your phone number. 
I would recommend using an email if you're making this for your church. And you can uh, put in your church name um, or your name um, as you're creating this account. For date of birth, feel free to use your birthday, or if you want, you can even use the year that your church was established. Now, depending on your stance, um, you can customize your experience and have Twitter track what you do across the internet. I would encourage you not to do that. Um, and so make sure that um, you decide what you feel would be best for you. And then you click sign up and then you will have access. Now I'm going to show you the uh, Twitter account from Southern View Chapel. So I'm going to log in. Now once you've created your Twitter account, um, you'll get to the home page. Uh, at the very top, it asks what's happening. You have, I believe it's 180 characters to uh, tell people what's going on. If you're doing it as your church, you can use it to let people know of uh, upcoming events. Treat it like a, um, a changing bulletin um, or a bulletin reminder to just let people know that, hey, this is happening, we're gonna change stuff, we're gonna move in a different direction, um, or hey, don't forget this is coming up. Um, if you wanna use it for community outreach, you can announce things um, and put money behind things as well um, so that it can show up as a promotion. Uh, now, you don't need to necessarily do that in the sense of putting money uh, behind things. But what I would say is in order to gain engagement and traction, you need to let the people in your church know that you have a Twitter account and to encourage them to go on and like and retweet the things that you share so that more people uh, in your community can see what you've posted. Now let's move over to Instagram. Now, if you already have a Facebook account and a Facebook page, uh, one of the things that we have found really helpful is to link your Facebook and your Instagram account uh, so that if you post in one place, it'll actually post it in both places. Instagram is predominantly um, an image-based social media platform. Um, so you'll want to think through what images you, sh you are wanting to share to grab people's attention so that they know what's going on. At our church, what we do is we use a lot of text on top of image. So at a glance, people know what the post is about, and then they could read the details in the description. Uh, unfortunately, within Instagram, you can't share hyperlinks or URLs. Um, and so if you want someone to go from your Instagram page to a website, um, people will just have to copy and paste the URL so that they can get to where you're pointing them to. Not the best platform to do that. Uh, Instagram, I'm sorry, Twitter and Facebook would be uh, more ideal for those sort of posts. So um, you can log into Instagram using your Facebook account or you can create a, um, an account on your own, um, email, username, password, sign up. That's all it really takes. One of the things that you'll want to do is to make it a, a business account.
the reason you might want to go to an Instagram business profile so you can look a little bit more like if we look up my brother right here. So if we go to Nate uh, and we find Nate's, you'll see on the bottom where, you know, it doesn't just say follow and message. There's also email. Or if you are a restaurant, you can have booking. You can have all these different buttons on the bottom uh, and you can have a lot more going on. You can also get insights from business profiles. Uh, and overall, there are so many more tools. And I'll show you that later in this video. So in order to convert it, the first thing you want to do is go up to the three bars in the top right, then go down to settings on the bottom. And within settings, you see a lot of different things. I recommend you go through and adjust your notifications, adjust your privacy, make sure you have two factor so nobody hacks your business account uh, and just things like that. So go through that on your own time. So for the purposes of this video, we're going to go down to account right there. And at the bottom of account, you'll see switch to professional account. Uh, now, it's something kind of recent with Instagram is that it's not just business profile. Now, there's also creator profile. So if you are like a YouTuber, for example, or some kind of influencer, you might not need all the different buttons that are going to have, you know, on the bottom where it's going to say like personal blog or something. That's really not a whole lot of added value there. Some people don't want to look like a business profile, but they still want the insights. And that's kind of what creator is. So if you are a business, uh, just go down and say next on business. If you're setting up a creator profile, maybe I can make a video in the future about that. But it's a it's generally the same as this. So the next thing you want to do, this is going to tell you a little bit more about it. And like I said before, as you go across, you do get insights. So they're going to give you some really in-depth analytics and you can figure out what posts, which posts people like, which posts uh, get the most engagement and spread the most quickly on Instagram. You can find out who your audience is, when they're awake, when they're using stuff, you know, use following your content. Uh, and overall, you're just going to gain a lot of value from insights. As we go over, you can also create promotions, which is a huge one for businesses. Instagram is one of the largest platforms on social media anywhere today. Uh, and for that reason, promoting on there can be, you know, of immense value. It can, it can provide so much for your business, uh, no matter what kind of business you are. As you go over, you also have the business profile buttons. That's what I showed you before, where you can have people call you or text you or email you. Uh, and then lastly, okay, that's actually pretty much all they're going to show you right Yo, there. I'm but just going to not connect to Facebook right now. Uh, and it's going to take me to the next page here and ask what category is my business. So this is a landscaping company, I'm just going to say landscape. And sometimes you might not find exactly the business you're looking for. Uh, but if you just type in a couple of different synonyms for it, you'll probably find a similar business name. Uh, and that's going to be or a sim similar business category. Uh, and you'll just, you know, select that it doesn't really matter that much which one you select. So then it's going to confirm your email. Uh, and you'll just say yes, if that's your right email, otherwise, you can change it that is going to be how people contact you. Um, and then once you have all that done, you just go to your profile here, and they'll give you a quick little tour. But essentially, you'll see they just added email. Now, what if we want more than just email there? The next thing you want to do, and I'll show you insights in a second. But the next thing you want to do is you want to customize your profile. Uh, so you go to edit profile. And then within here, you really want to populate this as much as possible. So you make sure you have a website right there. Uh, because the website will show up as a link so that you know, anyone who's viewing your account can go and link over to your website. So don't forget the whole purpose of growing an Instagram account is not necessarily just to have larger numbers or have people know about you, even though it might be good for that. Um, but ultimately, if you have all this traffic on this page, but it's totally disconnected from your actual business, it doesn't really convert to dollars that well, and it doesn't really turn out to be a very good business model. So make sure you want to have it as easy as possible for people to, you know, convert from Instagram over to whatever platform your websites on, or your booking is on, or your phone number, whatever it might be, you want people to turn into customers. So put in your website right there, make sure you have a good bio. Uh, and then down here, of course, you link your Facebook page, as I said, but also contact options. This is something else you want to populate. If you want a phone number there, I recommend putting in a phone number. So there's a call or text button. If it's a brick and mortar type shop, I would recommend putting your address. If you're an online business, it doesn't matter unless you want people to send you mail or like maybe tech reviews. If you want products sent to you, maybe you can add that right there. And then an action button can be, you know, if you're like a restaurant or a hotel or anything like that, and you want people to be booking through you, uh, there's a lot of different sites that you can book through right here. Um, and so if you're just like, oh, yeah, on Yelp, you want someone to reserve a table or something of that sort, very easy to link that up right there. So guys, that's how you basically set up your Instagram profile.
Okay, so the first thing we want to do is go to Facebook, preferably on a laptop. That's what I'll be showing you in this video. But if you're trying to do it on your phone, I suppose you can do it. But I recommend you really use a desktop for this one just to make sure you're on the same page as me. So from Facebook, sign in with your personal account. You have to start off with your personal account. And later I'll show you how we're really just going to manage everything on the business page and kind of separate it from ourselves as much as possible. But for the beginning, we're going to start off with the personal account right here. Now, from your personal account, go up in the top right here and click create. And it'll pop down with the menu and you have lots of different options. And I will be making several videos in the future where I show you guys how to do some other things like ads, make Facebook groups, uh, different things like that. But for now, this video is about creating a Facebook business page. So community public figure is an other, that's a different option. So if you ever have some kind of community thing you want to do, definitely go and follow through with that. But for now, Facebook business page right here. So the first thing you, it asks you is to name your Facebook page. This is going to be just whatever the name of your business is. So we're just going to say Mike's Barbershop. Just as like one example of what the business could be. Of course, you can do this for any type of business out there. And when you're searching for a category, maybe not all categories are there, but type a top, you know, maybe four or five different things until you find the best option. So for barbershop, uh, let's see. So it looks like we do have barbershop. We have hair salon, lots of different options. So you can really narrow down the best category for your business rather than just blindly saying product or service. So choosing the right category here will make it easier for people to find your business in the future. And if people can find your business, that means ultimately more people, more leads, more dollars in your pocket and a more successful business. So this is step one in being more successful is what I'm saying. Make sure you choose the best category you can find. So for an address, it doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't really matter what your address is. I mean, it does make it make it logical so people can uh, come to your your storefront. But for me right now, because this is a fictitious business, I'm not actually a barber, we're going to just make up an address for this one. Okay, so that will take us to the next step where we are going to be adding a profile picture and a wallpaper for this one. So I recommend going to like canva.com or open up PowerPoint and just create some kind of logo if you don't already have one that can be worked, you know, that you can use for this. Now, it's easy to change this once you already have your page up and I will show you how to do that. But for now, I'm, I already have just a quick one, a quick little logo I found on Google that I will be using. So we're just going to use this logo right here, a little barbershop logo. And then the wallpaper is just going to be really whatever you want. I just have something I made in PowerPoint. It's literally just text. I recommend you make this look good, though, because this essentially is like a landing page of a second website you're going to host. So this is a way for people when they find you, they end up on this page and they're going to scroll down and look at it and say, hmm, do I want to get my haircut at Mike's Barbershop? And if you don't, if it doesn't look good, people are not going to do that, right? So right here, Mike's Barbershop, that we have that right there. The cover did not come up some for some reason. Sometimes this does happen if you don't have the picture scaled correctly or if for some reason Facebook does not accept that. Uh, you can just from right here, this is what I said before, it's really easy to update your profile picture, or you can also change the background right here. But regardless of that, the second thing you want to do, once you have your artwork set up for this one, so you have a good logo, you have a good wallpaper. Uh, and like I said, easy to change those, you want to make sure you have a button. Because like I said, ultimately, the purpose of this is to have as many leads as possible get here. But once they get here, you want to drive that traffic to your business to actually create more customers, more dollars and a more successful business. So if we are a barbershop, let's go and add a button to really convert them over from Facebook to our website or whatever we're trying to do. So you have different options. You can have booking right there. And I'm just going to say for something like a barbershop, it makes sense that you want to maybe schedule an appointment. So booking makes a logical sense to me. Then it's going to ask if you want, you know, appointments on Facebook, which you can set up. Uh, you can have some other tool. If you have a booking tool out there, that's fine. Or you can link to your website if for some reason you do all the booking on your website. So for now, I'm just going to say uh, we're going to link to the website. Okay, so we're just going to link to SantralMedia.com, which is obviously not the barbershop website, but for the purposes of this video, it should give you the right idea. So you say finish then, and then if you go and hover over this, the book now thing, you can test the button. 
and it should open a new tab and make sure that it takes you to the right place. Make sure you didn't misspell the website or something. And right here, it took us to SantrellMedia.com. That's exactly what we were looking for. So this button's now set up. Okay, so the next thing we wanna do is on the left, you'll see here, just check out what tabs there are. So you'll see that you have like services, reviews, events, and all these other things. And maybe like shop, for example, maybe if you don't sell physical products, maybe you don't want this. So I'll show you a little bit later on in the video how to get rid of that and really optimize these to make as much sense as possible. And of course, you also have like and share and stuff like that. So you want to gain some traffic initially. So maybe not yet. But at the end of this video, once it's configured, we're going to come back to this and we're going to make sure that you share it with all of your friends and make sure everybody knows about it and kind of gets the ball rolling a little bit. So next, let's go up to settings. This is where we really start to make everything function in this page. So starting off with general right here. Now, general is not that exciting. This is the first one that is kind of just some disclaimers you want to know about. So age restrictions may be something that could be important. Just some basic, almost legal type stuff. You want to make sure that you keep it uh, everything exactly as you want. So all pages are slightly different. But, you know, in case anything here is wrong, make sure you read through this first. Next, we have page info. This is where you can really populate it uh, and start to input a lot of things about your page to tell people more about it and convert it over, uh, make it more searchable, make people more interested in your page and also make people, you know, transfer to your website from here. So if they find, you know, the description matches, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I kind of like that. And they'll check it out and then they'll end up at your website. So the first block is the description, which is essentially just what your business is. And the little blue blocks here tell you a little bit about what you're inputting right there. So just a quick little description of what your business is makes sense there. Then in categories, this is essentially how people can find you if they're searching for, you know, there's tons of different things that might be like Mike's whatever, Mike's uh, whatever your business is called or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. But the categories is an important way for people to narrow down businesses in a search to really find you. So you want to make sure you have, first of all, the best category possible. And then you can have a second category if you want. So right here, maybe I'm going to say like hair salon. Uh, so I'll have two categories there. So it's easier for people to find me if they're searching for barbershop or for hair salon. So that's very important right there. Then contact information, again, is important if you want people to, you know, somehow convert from Facebook to your actual physical business. So phone number is important, website and email. For the purposes of this, I'm just going to add the website, which is I'm just going to put Santrell for that one. Then as you scroll down, you see some other things that might not make as much sense. So Wi-Fi name, for example, is not really saying like, do you have Wi-Fi that's private and like, what is your password or whatever? This is really for like, if you have like Starbucks, for example, would maybe have Wi-Fi and maybe like the password would be like Starbucks 2020 or something, right? So that way people could, when they go there, if they're on the Facebook page, you're like, oh, there's a Wi-Fi here, It'll like sign into it, right? So it's just an easier way for people to know if your coffee shop or whatever has Wi-Fi and what the password is, so they don't have to always come up and ask you. The address is nice, so you can see it, customers can see it on a map. Then you can also see like the service area. So if you are like a lawnmower, for example, or some kind of landscaper, you might want to say like uh, Southeast Pennsylvania, or you could say New Jersey, whatever your area is, you can kind of describe what it is, the regions, the neighborhoods, the cities, so that people know like, yeah, okay, can I hire this guy if he's a window washer in Philly, but I'm like maybe three hours away from Philly. Like it's a good way for people to know if you're actually interested in their in their business. If you have multiple locations or if you have like a storefront somewhere and you maybe are located somewhere else, then this is another great way to add the located in thing right here just to have some more information there. Your hours, I'm just going to say we're always open. We're the barbershop that just like never sleeps, right? So uh, of course, your hours are very important as well. And your price down here, you want to be honest about the price because you don't want to say you're really cheap. People show up and all of a sudden they're like, whoa, it's way too expensive. And then you lose customers from that way. But also you don't gain customers from people that maybe are looking for a high end haircut and they're looking for like the three or four dollar sign. And you say one. So you want to make sure that you actually, you know, do a little bit of market research, see what other people charge and figure out where in that spectrum you're going to charge. So we're going to say we are like premium haircuts, right? We're going to say we're four stars and we're going to want to make sure that this Facebook page looks as good as possible, really professional to reflect that four star or the four dollar sign level of price right there, right? So if you have like privacy policy or anything else down here, you can add that. But that's essentially everything in page info. Okay, so that's pretty much everything I wanted to show you about the 
page info. Now this is probably the most important of all these fields, all these tabs on the left, I would say page info is the most important one to make sure that it's fully populated and populated correctly. So your page is as successful as it can be. Now this is where we start to get in some really neat features here. So messaging, you can have it so you can set it up such that when people go to your Facebook business page, you can have a little auto messaging tool pop up where you can have like an instant uh, greeting when somebody shows up and you can have some auto responses if they send you messages. So let's go down and check that out right now. So here we can say starting a message conversation, uh, go down and it's right here. So you can say show a greeting and we're going to say, yeah, let's show a greeting and we're going to modify that greeting. So the way this works is whenever somebody goes to your page, this will pop up and it'll say hi, and it'll have their entire name. And then it'll say thanks for getting in touch with us on Messenger. See, please send any questions you have. Um, and you can add other personalizations right here. So you can have like their last name, you can have their what if you want to add like the Facebook page link for some reason or the website, um, you can definitely do that right there. Or you could just literally type in the website. I'm not really sure why you'd want to do that specifically. But I'm sure there is a reason for that. So we're going to say save right there. Uh, and so you do have a messenger link right here. And of course, you can also have a auto responder here. So if somebody replies to that, so say you're not always looking at your phone, say if somebody sends you a message, you don't want them to just be sitting there and waiting for you to reply, because it's kind of pointless, they just send an email at that point, right. So a, a word of advice here is that if you are not able to monitor your Facebook Messenger all the time, or if you don't have a team to monitor all the time, then maybe you don't want to use it at all. But if you are going to use it, it's a very, very powerful tool. You just really want to make sure that it's not like a void people send a message and never get a response or send a message and have to wait 30 minutes for a response. So you want to kind of be as on top of it as possible. And an instant reply is a good way to buy yourself some more time. So what I typically like to do is send a, a quick reply there and say, like, hey, thanks for reaching out to us. Uh, I'll reply as soon as I possibly can. But in the meantime, go around and check out the rest of the website, maybe like give them a discount link or something. So I'll show you the rest of inbox in a few minutes. But first, let's go back up to settings on the top right there. And we're going to continue through this little settings tutorial here. So we have general page info messaging, we already talked about that. Now templates and tabs. This is important for how your Facebook page is going to be laid out. So there are some different templates here, you can choose some different basic ones. So right now it's in services. Now if we don't want that, like I said, there's tons of other ones, I recommend just like test a few out, see what they look like. And you know, they're all generally the same idea. But depending on what you're trying to do, you have like different tabs there. Remember how I showed you in the beginning, how like maybe if you don't have products to sell, you don't want to have a shop thing, right? So you can absolutely just go through the template and modify those as much as you need to. I'm going to keep the one that already has services because we are a barbershop makes sense. It's a service and you go down here and you can rearrange these. So let's say we're like a really funny barbershop and we have some really funny videos. Maybe the first thing you want to do after home is have a videos tab. And so what you do is you click these little three lines here and you can drag these around anywhere and you can go into settings for any of them and you can either get rid of it by turning it off and then you don't show this tab anymore. There's also a URL right there. So you can copy this and you can share this tab with other people. Um, but essentially, that's all you need to know. You can also add a tab at the bottom. I don't really typically do that. Usually you can just go and find all the tabs you need in either, you know, what's right here, or in one of the other templates. Next, we have post attribution post attribution is fairly straightforward. It's essentially just when you make a post, is it posting as Mike's barbershop? Or is it posting as Mike? And so for me, as you know, a lot of the businesses might be like a single person thing, I recommend just posting as your business if you have a bunch of employees. So maybe if you are like, like someone like CNET or like the verge, it would make sense that they would maybe have people posting as their employee names, so that it's like this author posted this right. So you can make that judgment call for me, I usually just post as the business next we have notifications. And if you're new to having a business on social media, you'll quickly learn that it's not like personal social media at all, you will have so many more notifications notifications. And it's really important to kind of focus your time on what actually makes your business money. So if your business is uh, getting to if you're getting distracted all day long by like, someone shared a link, someone did this, someone did that. And like, you don't want to be distracted by that is wasting time that you're not focusing on your business. So this is a great way to really trim down and figure out what you really do need and what you don't need. So you do have you can say like get one notification every 12 to 24 hours with all updates. That's a really cool thing that Facebook has right there. Or you can go down and choose like, okay, what kind of notifications do you want? Do you want emails, text messages, messages, 
uh, let's just say like I don't care if there's new likes. If I post something, don't notify me when somebody likes it. I'll come back later and I'll check and I'll figure out who liked it. And so lots of different options. Again, a total judgment call on your part, but I recommend you definitely do this. Then we have advanced messaging right here. I'm not really gonna cover much of this in this video, but I can talk about it later on in another video. Typically when you're starting off, I don't worry too much about this. This is like for high volume messages, for subscription messaging and stuff like that. Again, I will make a video on this kind of stuff in the future. If you're interested, subscribe. And as your page grows, I'll be making more videos about this. Next, we have page roles, which is essentially a way for you to delegate different tasks and different responsibilities to people. So you can assign a new role to somebody who is involved in your business, maybe an employee, for example, and say like they can post and edit the page, but they can't add more people or they can't, you know, it's stuff like that, that you can really kind of have other people help out with this so they don't have to have your personal sign in for Facebook and total admin access. So definitely a powerful tool here. Hey, you can assign different roles to different people as like an editor, for example, a moderator, an advertiser, an analyst, or an admin. So lots of options there. If you're ever consulting with somebody, you're going to be using these as well because you don't want to give them access to everything on your page. But maybe they're like an analyst or something like that. Uh, and you definitely want to be able to do that right there. So these next few pages, I'm, or next few tabs, I'm not really going to cover same concept. But as a beginner, they're not really that important for you. Then if we skip down to Instagram, this is where you can connect your Instagram page. If you have an Instagram business, connect the account right here, it should be stri fairly straightforward to just hit connect account, sign in, I can talk about this more in another video. And I actually did make another video about how to make a Facebook business page. So two platforms that really go hand in hand, and you can really cut your work in half by, you know, just posting on one and sharing on the other or the other way around, uh, just to make sure that you when you post once you have both platforms covered. Um, and there is a way later on, I'll show you notifications how you can kind of merge everything and manage your business for Instagram and Facebook kind of all in one place. Okay, so that's pretty much all of the settings I wanted to show you. And if we go back to page now, you'll see that suddenly my cover did load. I don't know why it wasn't loading before. But again, you can go up there, change the cover, you can change the profile picture. That's what I was trying to show you guys before. I don't know why it wasn't participating. But going across the top, I want to show you what these tabs are. Because once we kind of did all the settings, that's really like a one time thing, you can go back and check that and modify that in the future. But for the purposes of managing your business on a day to day basis, you're going to really deal with these tabs significantly more frequently. So if we go to inbox, this is really where you can manage uh, either the direct messages or just the general notifications of your Facebook page. And it, once you have your Instagram page connected, you can manage that as well. So your Instagram page, you'll have Instagram direct messages, and then you have Facebook messages. And you can go through the inboxes right here, you can also manage the Facebook and Instagram notifications down there. Um, so again, just easier, you don't have to go on your phone and do all that. It's typically a lot faster to type on a laptop from in my opinion, at least. Then we can go over to appointments, that's going to be fairly straightforward what that is all about. If you're doing any kind of booking through Facebook, it's going to be popping up right here. Next, we have notifications. I think that's self explanatory. Hopefully you limited the notifications. So you don't have too many going on right here. Uh, but you can have likes, comments and really kind of break down the notifications by category to see what they are. And that is important. But I would think what is even more important than that for a business page is going to insights. So on a day to day basis, maybe not all the time, but I do recommend that you go and check out the insights of your business page, when you have more posts and more content out there to really see what's driving traffic, what your traffic looks like, what age group demographics they are. So you can really start to hone in and figure out who your audience is. What do they like? What are they most interested in? And what's causing the most success for your business? So you can study that learn and then grow your business from there. So lots of options, of course, because we don't have any posts, and it's a very new page right now, we're not going to be able to do that yet. Um, just because it says there like there is no information for it to share, but you will have some nice graphs here based on the posts and the likes and all that stuff. Um, and you know, it'll be fairly straightforward. I can make another video on this in the future if you guys would like. So lastly, if you click more and go to page quality, this will tell you if you have any kind of violations with Facebook's page or community standards, which is very important, you want to make sure that you're operating within their community standards, so you don't get banned. If you have any question about that, go over to the page quality tab, check it make sure you're in good standing uh, and read up on the rules and regulations, um, just to make sure that you're doing everything correctly.
So one last thing I want to show you guys, this is very important, so make sure you don't miss this because this is a good way for you to either get a Facebook URL or otherwise have it more searchable for, so people can find this. And so what you do is click on create Facebook page username. And what we're going to do is just create the username. It's going to be similar to, you know, make it the same as your Instagram username if you can, just so you're consistent across platforms. We're going to say like Mike's Comedy Barbershop. Right. And so it'll tell you if that's taken or not. We have a green check mark. Looks like we're good. So we're going to create the username. And then what you can do is you can go to facebook.com slash Mike's Comedy Barbershop. Or you can message at m.me slash Mike's Comedy Barbershop. So two great ways to make it easy for people to reach out to you and find you. And of course, you also have the username at Mike's Comedy Barbershop. So it should be easier for people to find you there as well. Now, one of the things that I think will be helpful to you is to, sh is to show you how I would create a post for, let's say, our Sunday morning service. I, I want to make sure that you can see the, the, the process that I would go through, um, and I'll show you how to do it in two different ways. I'll do one in Canva, and I'll do the second one in Adobe Spark, and I'll walk you step-by-step step what I'm thinking through and what I want to ultimately share so that uh, my Facebook post and my Instagram post will be able to communicate well, um, encourage the people at the church to share and like the post, and hopefully have people who either have not heard of our church or, or who are considering visiting a church see our post and feel welcome and invited to join us on Sunday morning.
Well, I want to thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope that the information that I provided was helpful. Ultimately, my goal is to um, make sure that you are one step further into the digital age, that you're able to um, have your church be found online, whether that's on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, hopefully you have a, a website that is dynamic, uh, that people are able to see it on a phone, a tablet, or a desktop, um, and that it would look right on all three of those different devices. And if you have any questions or concerns, uh, if you'd like to pick my brain, feel free to email me at etevez at svchapel.org. I'll put my email in the video so that you can see it. And I will try to get back to you as quickly as possible. Um, again, I pray that this was a fruitful time, a helpful time for you. And uh, Lord willing, next year we'll be able to gather uh, together at... Uh, the convention and be able to, to meet in person. Have a great day.